cigars all around Cheers, y'all Well, 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 well That's a party, folks Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally as the world-famous Smokin' and Toastin'. We are glad to be with you on our show about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Do all that stuff where you subscribe to the channel. And, you know, every video I watch now, I'm like, come on, stop telling me to subscribe and ring the bell. Just get to the thing I'm trying to watch the video for. So I've tried tried for us not to do too much of that. Subscribe (laughs) and and ring the bell. But please, subscribe subscribe and ring the bell. Ring the bell. Maybe we should just put up, like... On the, on the videos, we should just put up the little thing that says, please subscribe and ring the yeah, bell. Don't yeah. say anything. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like I, I'm just... We're, go- we're going to tell you why... Uh, we're going to tell you what the best cigar in the world is. But first, join our Patreon. You know, it, it's, it's always something, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Anyway, so I don't know how I got off on that rant. Welcome to Smoking and Toasting, show number 282. We are officially halfway to 300. Yep. Uh, and today we're going to talk about, among other things... The best bourbon, the best bourbons for cheapskates. So if, if you're a cheap bastard, <laughs> if you're a cheap bastard, but you like bourbon, we're gonna uh, make some recommendations. And I, I have a list actually because you know I love lists, and we'll see if you agree with this list of bourbon recommendations for you know for trying not to spend too much money. And we will uh, be talking about a lot of things, including some wonderful beer tasting, or we hope it's wonderful, uh, from our own uh, city of Houston, Texas, an Eight Wonder Brewing Company, which I can see from my house. Which is kind of cool. That is good. Uh, we'll be trying their. We've had their Haterade before. The Goza. Yes, yes. We'll be trying their Wildberry Haterade. Oh, that sounds fun. Yes, yeah, so I think I think that's you know it's it feels like summer finally. I mean the the, <laughs> the, the heat is, is here. It has arrived. We're in we're in good good hands. We had such an amazingly mild spring. Oh, we that did. I yeah. feel like summer's coming the in with a vengeance. The only thing is it's been super windy, which has kind of bummed me out in terms of uh, but it seems to have died down. So let's let's. Uh, Let's count on it, hopefully. Uh, also from uh, Austin, Texas, right up the road from us, Independence Brewing Company's Wild and Free Saison. So we'll look forward to trying that. Uh, we haven't had a Saison on the show for a while. Not so. for a while, no. Uh, so that'll be good. And then from Kansas City and Boulevard Brewing Company, legendary brewery in the oh, yeah. Kansas City area, we'll be attempting to taste their Stuff of Legend. It is a limited release barrel aged Attempting stout. to taste? Well, I, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. I promise. Okay. I promise. <laughs> I don't want to lead you on. We'll, uh, we'll attempting? Get there. We'll get there. Uh, and then uh, on Mr. Twirly Gig today, at least for the start of the show, is our spirit we'll be trying. It is a. Uh, We're in the spirit world. Black spiced rum from KD Distilling Company, known as Jonah's Curse. And by the way, uh, KD Distilling Company means essentially this is made by Buffalo Trace. Ah, so that's uh, that's where it comes from. Buffalo Trace rum. Buffalo Trace. Yeah. Well, yeah. If there were such a thing, it'd be called Jonas Speaking Curse. Speaking of Buffalo Trace, I yes. had a glass of Buffalo Trace last night. It was quite nice. Uh, you know, that's always a good. And you know, and I'm going to predict right now that that will be on the uh, the inexpensive the cheapskate bourbon list. That's a, it's if pretty, it's not, it needs to pretty be pretty badass. Yes, yeah, because because for the price, wow. You know, you suppose ancient age will be on there. Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I rather doubt it. But it could be. You never know. We we've had it on lists. We've done it here before. Remember. 
Yes. So it, it could happen. Uh, so other things to talk about on the program today, uh, besides the best bourbons for uh, cheapskates, there was a hotel explosion in Cuba, the Hotel Saratoga. Uh, hopefully no cigars were harmed in the uh, incident. See, this is this is what's wrong with me as a human being. I don't immediately <laughs> Did the think, cigars survive? I don't immediately think of the people. I think of the cigars. <laughs> oh, God, I hope they didn't mess up any cigars. Whether it did or not... Um, Prices for Cuban Cohibas will triple. Expect to pay $100 per cigar for a Cuban Cohiba in the very near future. It's just... They're not $100 already? Yeah, they're... they're you know, you can get a Cuban Cohiba for 35 bucks no. or so. So expect to say to pay at least $100 Ouch. per stick. Per stick. Plus, there's bad news from uh, the Fuente factory. Hail there has destroyed acres of their Opus X wrapper leaf. Yeah, so that's not good. We'll give you a little bit of the story on that. Plus, I'm kind of uh, excited to bring you some of these cigars to watch for this week. You know, so so we've had bad news so far. I'm just scared of what you're going to say next. So cigars to watch for. Exciting things, good things coming down the pike for cigars to watch for. And as if we uh, needed to throw in something else that was good, we'll do a little drinking news for you in this program. Today's drinking news teaser headline Something smells funny in France. And we'll look forward to that. I think, <laughs> think you're going to enjoy today's uh, uh, drinking news story. Plus, nine remarkable brewery tap rooms to put on your bucket list. Uh, and I think that's a pretty cool thing. They're not just you, markable. Travel, they're remarkable. That's right. You can mark them twice. They are, um, no, but they're places that are pretty cool that you might want to visit, especially if you're going to be in that area. I remember when I was going through uh, to uh, New Mexico last year, and uh, I actually saw the sign for the Santa Fe Brewing Company. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I, we've had their beers on the show. we got to stop. So we stopped, and I'm really glad we did. But some of these places, you may not have a sign drawing you right. in necessarily from the highway. Uh, so it's important to know. So we'll uh, we'll give you some good suggestions. And then I may ask you I'm about— I'm wondering if Allstat's on that, because that brewery is that's basically a castle. Yeah, oh, I know. It's, and it's very unbelievable. Cool. And I'm going to ask you about your um, favorite brew, brewery tap rooms. Not necessarily favorite beer, but your favorite brewery tap rooms that you've been to in you know Houston and the surrounding area okay. other places that you've been so uh, we'll, we'll do that as a part of all of that and uh, so I think it's going to be a very interesting show um, coming up next week I just want to tell you well first of all let's say thanks to our special guest from last week one of our favorite guests ever 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 on Smoking and Toasting our resident uh, agave oh, spirits so expert fun. Liliana Rodriguez and our uh, resident rocket scientist uh, Brianna Andrus was on with us. It's as amazing. Well. So they were so much fun. We had a great time. And Liliana is just she's just awesome. I mean, there's no other way to say it. She's just awesome. So Absolutely. we love having her on. And she brought amazing mezcals too. They were they were unbelievable. Some of those. And uh, and so. because Brianna's so awesome, I get to look at Adam and say, Adam, you know your wife's a lot smarter than you are. <laughs> And look, Adam's a pretty smart guy. Yeah, that's, but you, that's can look at, you can look at me and say that. So it's that's not like a, you know, it's not like an anomaly or something. Uh, so uh, so yeah, we got uh, we got lots to talk about here, um, and we will have another very interesting guest next week. And I'm I'm really excited about this. This just came together. Next week, Ryan Savoy will be joining us. Ryan is the executive chef for St. Arnold Brewery. I love that. We are going to talk food and beer pairings on the show nice. next week. How, how exciting is that? Nice. I'm hungry. 
I don't, you know, know if I, I don't know if he's making anything. Is or there not. any reason we can't just go there and have it done there? <laughs> well, I'm sure then we can. That's taste big, the food. That's a big part of what he's talking about. So we'll we'll, nice. we'll see how that works out. But that's on uh, next week's show. Well, so I know on their menu they they have the pairings. They're like pairs mm-hmm. with that kind of stuff's pretty nice. And and I always I'm always very much into the food and and beer, food and spirit pairings, uh, eat, food and wine, all of that. It's just it's just so interesting how certain things really do complement each other in such a wonderful way. And, well, it's uh, it's pretty easy when you consider that food goes with beer, mm-hmm. cigars go with beer, right? Beer goes with whiskey. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty easy, right? Yeah, it's 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 like the circle of life <laughs> is the way I look at it. The circle of life. Uh, did you have an interesting week? Smoke anything interesting? I did. This so week? first off, I want to give a little bit of a shout out. I did a uh, an event last night. I ran sound at the Guy Clark tribute show last mm. night. And I wanted to give a shout out to No Label for sponsoring. Uh, that my friend Sean puts us on every year, uh, and he tries to do it um, on on the day that uh, Guy Clark died, you know, right. as a as a as a tribute to him. And uh, he gets uh, a few of the guys that have played and written songs with Guy Clark out there. There was sixteen different acts wow. going on out there, and, and running sound for that was frantic because every time someone got up with a different guitar, here I am resetting and mm-hmm. re-cueing. Uh, but it went off uh, gangbusters. It was fantastic. It was a great show. So, again, I just wanted to uh, shout out to uh, a new label and New Republic uh, uh, Boot Company for sponsoring that and KPFT as well. I just had, by the way, um, one of those. Um, uh, it's a pale ale or an indie pale ale that uh, No Label did with Bedrock City, the comic book store. Oh, and yeah. it's so it was so good. And we had one when we had yeah. No Label on the show last time. But I just I, I just had one the other day. I was like, oh, this ah. is so good. Bedrock I, City. I said New Republic Boot Company is Republic Boot Company. New and, Republic is a brewery, right? Right. And <laughs> so. and, new, and, uh, and No Label is the brewery. And so. No Label is brewery. Uh, but anyway, so I, that was a fantastic show. It had uh, we had such a great time. I uh, did get into uh, 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 into um, the casa. Casa this morning. Thank you for that. I'm, I'm looking for my notes while I'm doing <laughs> that, so I'm multitasking. Uh, I got into Casa this morning, and um, and I was looking around, and I actually found a couple cigars I hadn't had. Um, I picked up one of them, but I didn't smoke that one for my review. Okay. One of the cigars I picked up, I've been curious because I haven't had it in a long time. And then okay. I looked through my notes, and I don't think I've ever reviewed this cigar. Okay. If I did, it was so early on that it didn't even matter. We probably had a different name back then. <laughs> probably did. <laughs> um, but anyway, I picked up a Camacho Triple Maduro. Oh. Now, I've been avoiding some Camachos mm-hmm. uh, because I, I loved Camachos for a lot of years. And then I felt pretty betrayed when their uh, quality control tanked. Well, that was when they got sold. Right. So, so like, as can sometimes happen... Uh, the brand was sold, and they weren't a big priority at the brand that bought them that's got hundreds of other brands or whatever. And so, yes, their quality control did Tanked. suffer. And I used to be a big Camacho fan as well. I will say, though, my experience more recently has been much better. I don't smoke them a lot, but when I have had one recently, it does seem like the quality control has gotten better. Right. So I picked up a Triple Maduro, which was one of my favorite cigars from back in the day. This mm-hmm. is a, uh, can you say Maduro Puro? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that's an actual thing, but it is. I all, like it though. All Maduro. So the wrapper, binder, and filler. The wrapper is Honduras uh, San Andreas Maduro. The binder is a uh, Mexican Corojo Maduro, and the filler is a blend of Honduran, Dominican, and Brazil 
Maduro. And Maduro is tobaccos. just simply a tobacco that's been cured. Cured and aged, it's, yeah. It's often, usually, uh, darker in color mm -hmm. than uncured tobacco. Yeah, it's but, usually pretty easy to spot because it's going to have a dark chocolate kind of uh, right. look to it. And a lot of people expect Maduro, because it's darker, to be uh, uh, more uh, More to be spicier, bigger, stronger. To be more spicier, yeah, yeah. Or stronger. And the reality is it's usually sweeter. It, yeah, it's sweeter. What, it's how it usually and it, comes it can out. be stronger, but that's yes. not that's not the uh, that's not the be all and all. It's kind of like beers. Just because a beer is dark doesn't mean it's heavy, so to speak. Right. You know, um, much like a lot of people think, just because a beer is dark, that it's also going to be high alcohol content. But that's right. not also true either. Look at Guinness for a, uh, an outlier. Right. On both exactly. Of those things, exactly. You know? So anyway, I picked this up and I hadn't had it in a long time, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to get this. I'm going to see how Camacho is doing nowadays. Uh, let's see, the appearance, uh, large black and chrome band and footer, uh, covers most of the cigar. Uh, the, the size I picked up was the Robusto of 5x50, the band plus the footer probably covered over half of the cigar. Um, so I peeled the footer and, um, and, uh, the appearance on this, uh, dark chocolate colored wrapper, a little rough to the touch, kind of like, uh, kind of like a, um, like a dried suede kind of feel mm. to it. Um. Not quite outdoor, indoor carpet, but, right. you know. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> right? I'm with you, yeah. Uh, a little rough on uh, to the touch. Uh, very few veins. Very firm feel overall. It felt like you pick it up, it feels like a quality cigar. It really mm -hmm. does. It um, has a little heft to it as well. The uh, pre-light sniff on this chocolate, mocha, coffee, sweet, creamy coffee going on there. Nice. Apparently, I thought a lot about that because I put coffee and then I'll put sweet, creamy <laughs> coffee afterwards. And a little bit of barnyard. Um <laughs> The pre-light draw on this, I used a clip, uh, had a light draw to it, sweet, creamy mocha and coffee, earth, leather, pepper and spice, and autumn leaves. Autumn leaves. Autumn leaves. You know that smell when the leaves are falling from the trees? And, so you're talking about like maybe when they're a little damp, or you're talking about just, just like a dry... You know that dry kind of yeah. leaves on the ground kind of smell that you get yeah, in the fall? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I mean, it's that, that, I don't, that just popped into my head, and plus I like the song, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the autumn leaf. Okay. Um, the uh, the initial light on this chocolate and coffee blast with black pepper and a touch of cayenne on the end. Uh, cedar dryness teases the aftertaste. Uh, the retro hails pepper, chocolate, and cedar. Now keep keep in mind this cigar starts off at a medium. Like this is not a right a, a light cigar. This is a we're, I'm talking about a medium cigar, medium to medium plus all the way through this. Um, but also, don't be afraid of this. If you if you smoke lighter cigars and you like lighter cigars, but you like a sweet cigar, mm -hmm. you don't mind a little bit of pepper. This is a great cigar for you to try good, uh, if good. you want to step up in uh, in strength a little bit. Uh, copious smoke. I mean, this thing puts out smoke like nobody's business. Uh, dark bitter chocolate accompanied by cedar and leather. Underlying sweetness pairs exceptionally with the cedar dryness. Mm -hmm. Pepper and a hint of cayenne on the finish. Uh, uh, on the finish of each puff, uh, uh, retrohale, bitter chocolate, cedar, pepper with coffee, solid ash, perfect burn. This thing, the second third of this dense, rich smoke, can't stop blowing smoke rings. Mm, nice. I mean, <laughs> this thing puts out smoke like nobody's business. Cedar ramps up here in uh, friendly competition with the bitter chocolate and sweet coffee. Sweet nuttiness uh, and leather weave in and out with dark fruit and spices, finishes with rich earth, Sweet toast and a kiss of cayenne. Uh, Retro hail is cedar and chocolate with pepper. Solid ash. Perfect burn. Uh, the last third of this, more smoke rings. 
Uh, Sound like you were having fun with this one. I was. Smoke rolls off the cigar like a chimney on a foundry. Like it just like it just keeps giving up smoke all over the place. Uh, underlying nuttiness, sweet coffee and toast uh, form a foundation for the rich chocolate and cedar, followed by rich earthiness, leather, and ample pepper notes. The retrohale is cedar, sweet toast, uh, chocolate, leather, and pepper. It's got one of the most complex retrohales that that uh, a lot of times you get just like um, some primary or very secondary notes, and then you get pepper or, or right. campfire or something like that. This really had a lot going on in the retrohale. Solid ash, perfect burn nice. for the entire cigar. Yeah. Now, not only that, but this is a, this is 5 by 50 the um, size-wise. This is the... Uh, not a very big cigar. It smokes forever. Yeah, you, you get you know they. Uh, when I looked it up online, it said it gives you a forty-five minute smoke. I would say forty-five minutes if you're smoking it fast. Yeah. Um. It it just keeps going on and on. This cigar cost me ten dollars and fifty cents. Okay. Um. At ten dollars and fifty cents, Camacho is back, baby. That Camacho was fantastic. Was I gave rocking. it a five point five. Nice. It is an expensive cigar, but it is that good. It's worth. And it. maybe even a little better and than maybe that even good. Maybe a little extra. I love it. Because uh, man, it was it was like revisiting an old friend that I hadn't seen in a while, and we caught up like uh, like nothing ever happened. You know, that's it was super cool. awesome. Well, that's awesome. I love it. Uh, it's always fun when something exceeds your expectations, and in the case of. Camacho, because you'd had some less than awesome experiences, to feel like they're back, that's a big deal, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of like, and and I've kind of had that moment with Gurkha, because we've said, you know, so many, like... They seem to be coming back a things bit. things about Gurkha, but because they really had quality control issues for a while, but the last several Gurkhas I've had have actually been quite good. So nice. So let's uh, let's keep our fingers crossed that those uh, that those companies are back on track because you know hey you know CAOs put out some in the last year and so too that yes. Bones series mm-hmm. man that's a great cigar and if you think about it uh, they are also one that they were a great cigar as an independent company uh, lost a little of their specialness when they got acquired yeah. but have kind of worked to bring that brand uh, back and so it's good to see yeah that they they, they that. flopped around a bit until they came out with that uh, flathead series yes the uh, flathead series was a real turning point I think for CEO. right and then they started building it back up from there I think and then they have some offerings they have also one called session that I, I mm-hmm. don't think was one of my favorites of theirs but it, but it smoked fine and everything but their bones is a, a inexpensive cigar and, and Definitely, definitely should be on your list of. The, I should have the one of these. CAO Gold Maduro. Uh, that used to be a go-to. For oh me yeah, back yeah. In the days when CAO was mm-hmm. owned, was self-owned. So anyway, uh, well, I had something uh, very different on the spectrum from what you had, uh, Ian. You know, one of the things I I love to do here on Smoking and Toasting is to talk about not just the hundred dollar plus Cohiba Cubans or the forty dollar Davidoffs. Uh, oops, I have to pay them some money. <laughs> uh, um, uh, sometimes I like to talk about uh, the El Cheapos because, frankly, I love cigars, but I've yet to find that mystical money tree to plant in my backyard. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, so maybe I need to just buy, you know, another Joel Osteen tape or something. I don't know. But in any <laughs> in any case, you know, budget is sometimes a factor, right? So it's important that we uh, that we bring you. Uh, you know, reviews of not just the uh, the really expensive cigars, which we uh, all know and love, but also of things like what I'm going to talk to you about today. I smoked an El Cheapo for today, and it is the Pirate's Gold 
Maduro Churchill. <laughs> I've seen Pirate's Gold. Yes. That's one that you get on the online, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. These are some I bought online. Uh, there's a like while there's back, a bunch so. of those. They they have funny names too. There's like yes. the the shark one, Dark Shark. Oh yeah, or, yeah that uh, one. I I will say in in my own defense, I have to kind of almost draw a line at trying the Dark Shark. That just looks <laughs> it just looks too stupid, it's too corny. At yeah. least Pirate's Gold has a full color embossed label on it, and you know I kind of dig the pirate anything thing. involving booty. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> did you know. I say that? Sorry, <laughs> that's all right. Because it was a really enjoyable cigar. Cigar. Uh, so anyway, I smoked an El Cheapo today, and what do we know about Pirates Gold? Well, they are definitely a budget brand, and they're one that's actually been made by several different manufacturers throughout their history in several different countries over the years. The original Pirate's Gold, or at least the first one that I knew anything about, was actually made in Honduras and was blended by Rolando Reyes Sr. According to the interwebs, production of that brand was moved to the Dominican Republic and then kind of fell off. They just kind of disappeared. They stopped making them for a little while, apparently. Finally, production was moved again, this time to Nicaragua, although it's pretty difficult to find any information online about the tobacco in this cigar. So I really don't know, other than the fact that it's a Maduro, I really don't know it's made what's in, in CD it. Yeah, who knows? Uh, back alleys or something. Let's hope not. No, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the version uh, that I smoked uh, is the Nicaraguan one, so I'll just put this out there and maybe that'll add to the information there that, that is out there about this. But uh, Pirate's Gold, this particular cigar, the one I smoke today has been in my humidor for over five years <laughs> yeah it's well aged. yeah no kidding it's it's one of the ones that during the times that i got really down to the bare bones managed to stay in the humidor uh and then i would fill it back up and i would kind of forget about the pirates were, gold. You, were you afraid of it no, I actually, I actually had uh, a couple of them, and I wound up with one oh, okay. that that was that that stayed in the humidor. So, um, you know, uh, of all the things that uh, I I do with my humidors, one of the things I like to do is have a supply of less expensive cigars, so I don't wind up smoking one of my favorites if I'm going to be like out on a windy day, uh, which could be a waste of a really good cigar. You know, so I have a tendency to buy boxes or bundles of these cheaper kinds of smokes like Pirate's Gold just for those sort of occasions. So the humidor time can often be a very good thing for a cigar if you're going to be in the humidor for a very long time. Uh, They mellow out a bit and they absorb all that humidified goodness that they're sharing Uh with the other more expensive brethren inside the uh, humidor. So uh, let's, uh, let's hope that happen with this one. Uh, my cigar had a light Maduro wrapper. It looked nicely rolled. It gave off a pleasant kind of a grassy note on the pre-light with maybe a hint of oakiness. I used a punch and lit it up, and while there wasn't a Nicaraguan pepper blast, I did find myself a little bit surprised at the initial strength and spiciness of the Pirate's Gold. A lot of times when you smoke a budget cigar, you get an extremely mellow cigar. Even if it's a Maduro. And so that's kind of what I had been uh, expecting. And uh, to be honest, the strength and spiciness, a lot of that sort of, um, you know, just tobacco richness, really, uh, from the very beginning. And uh, so from the very first half inch or so. Uh, the pirate's gold was already better than I was expecting. So wow. this starts out uh, starts out really well. Um, the burn on the cigar was certainly not razor straight, and in fact, I did have to tend it a couple of times as it smoked. But 
The ash was solid, held on for over an inch and a half before I finally flicked it off onto, uh, in, into the ashtray. And I really think it would have held longer. It wasn't It wasn't necessarily looking like it was going to drop. I just know my track record. Yeah, so. right. Sometimes you get a little paranoid. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, yeah, that's a uh, – that's, that's, you know, I feel like I keep making this caveat, but for a cheaper cigar – I thought that was pretty impressive, yeah. you know, because a lot of times when you go cheaper, you're going with the Fumas, and so there's not any real ash buildup at all on the end of the cigar. So. Man, they do a good job of making that label look like a real cheap they cigar, do, too. They do, don't they? <laughs> it's not as bad as the Dark Shark that you mentioned, but uh, but it's it's pretty bad. Uh, so by the time I got to the second third, the cigar had warmed up. It was smoking very nicely. Uh, leather, wood, a slight citrus zest. Some earthiness developed by the final third. This wasn't an incredibly complex cigar, but I will admit it that I enjoyed it more than I thought that I was going to, uh, more than I expected to. Uh, it was medium plus in strength, got a little bigger as the cigar smoked uh, uh, smoked down. Uh, I want to say I remember getting these online in a bundle that made the final price somewhere around 2 to $3 a stick. Um, I did search today to see if I could find them anywhere online today. And the spots that had them still look like they, uh, they're priced closer to around $5, $5 a stick. Okay. So the prices even, have gone even, up in five years, well, too. That, that's absolutely true. Right. So, and, and even if you're, um, if you're judging it against, you know, is it two, is it five, you're, anytime you're under 6 or $7 a cigar, you're still much yeah. in the very much the bargain, uh, the bargain area. So um, I got to say, at $3... These are a steal. Yeah, they yeah. really are. Uh, they really are. Uh, I want to say that puts them at uh, around the same price as Factory Smokes. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, at three to five bucks. I think Factory Smokes on where you is get a them. great deal. Yeah, you can buy yeah. them by the bundle. They're under two. I probably stick with Factory Smokes if I was just doing an A B comparison. But again, uh, I had expectations of those because they're Drew Estate. Right. So, uh, so it's sometimes it's hard to be uh, fair and balanced. I really. Really enjoyed smoking the pirate's gold. I'm actually going to keep my eyes out for these at an under five dollar price to keep the uh, bargain basement of my human. I would be stocked. super interested to hear a follow up on this on one that you'd buy recent, right? And see if it's still and as good. see if it's as good as one because that's been could, sitting could, in your humidor. It could totally be. Yeah, that humidor aging is a real thing. Price to quality, I'm going to give it a six and a half. I mean, it really, wow. honestly, it smoked. Every bit is good as a five or six dollar cigar, and and maybe it is a five or six dollar cigar, but um, it was. I just, I just, maybe I just enjoyed it so much more than I was expecting to, and that's where the bigger number comes from. But how can you go wrong? I probably paid about three bucks for it. Nice, you know. So anyway, there you go. All right, we got a lot to talk about on the show today, and it's time to do some drinking. So uh, that's how we say it here in Texas, drinking. Uh, so we're going to start that in our next segment as we delve into the wild berry. Haterade from our friends at uh, 8th Wonder. Why don't you hand me one of those and I'll put it on Mr. Toiling for our our interim. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, show number 282 
Uh, we're going to be talking today about the best bourbons for cheapskates. It and I had like a iced tea. I had a cigar for cheapskates today too. Uh, we're all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. And we're going to get into our first beer, which is the uh, Eighth Wonder Haterade Wildberry Haterade. But before we do, I brought a, a mystery beverage, uh, Ian, and I wanted to see what you thought you might think about it, this. It smells like tea. Um, well, I think you're pretty perceptive. That's because it is. Oh, <laughs> well, there you have it. It smells very it much like... It does smell very much like tea. Yeah, it, it smells, smells like, like tea. Brewed and, tea. And, you know, you can always tell the difference, too, between a freshly brewed tea at the house. I brew tea at the house all the time. And one that's been packaged. And this smells right. like a packaged tea. Right, which like, isn't a leaf, entirely bad, like a leaf yeah. tea or something right, like right. that. Yeah. All right, well, take a sip of it and tell me what you think. I wasn't expecting a bit of sour on it. Yeah. There's, there's a little bit of sour on it, but I kind of like that it's not sweet at all. Right. There's no I don't like, zero sweetness. I don't this. like sweet tea. I actually like... Yeah, I actually drink mine in sweetener. My wife, is, yeah. like, you know, four packs of sweetener. But uh, but I, I, do, I do I like it better I'm a little scared to find out what this is because... Um, you are drinking... It's oddly good. From Lagunitas Brewing Company, a disorderly tea house... Mixed up berries, spiked and sparkling Gayusa tea with natural raspberry and blackberry flavors. And that's what it looks like. This is bizarre. Yeah, it's really strange because it is it is a hard tea, but it 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 doesn't have it I'll tell you what it doesn't have. It doesn't have any of that hard seltzer uh Artificial sweetness no, aftertaste. No, well, and there's at no all. sweetness to right. it, it's really. Like, exactly. This, so this is like it looks like a beer, smells like a tea. So they're they're like like my normal like during the day what I drink is generally unsweetened iced tea, and I like uh, uh, I like the uh, fizzy waters. You know the ones that right, are the just the flavor waters. waters yeah. There's <laughs> just no no sweetness at all to right, it. Right, just water and fizz. This is like tea with. That and no sweetness whatsoever. I actually really kind of like this. Yeah, I'll do, probably buy some of this. Yeah, that's a very interesting. Uh, I wouldn't mind putting this in a big old glass with some ice and a straw. I know that sounds pretty good too. And let me see if it says five percent ABV. Oh man, that is a summer drink right there. Yeah, yeah, it really is. That could be a by the pool special. I am. I'm oddly surprised that I like this so much. Yeah, you know, it's the berries I think that make it. We're all wondering precisely why we're here gathered to hear. Wait, hold on. We're all wondering precisely why we're gathering here to cheer. But neither here nor there guess it's anywhere, and everything is what it isn't anyway. That's what it says across the top. That's a little weird to read. Yeah, uh, that is an odd. <laughs> it's just an odd proclamation, any way you look at it. So, uh, well, anyway, I thought you might like that. So. Notice of suspension. Your previously conceived notions of alcoholic beverages uh, have been suspended by the order of Lagunitas in a superior spiked and sparkling Guyana, Guyusa tea. Sorry, Guyana? That's, that's a place. Yeah, Guyusa yeah. is a thing. Okay, Guyusa tea. Um, charged with minor infraction of sweet raspberry and blackberry fruitiness, all on the grounds of crisp, tart, herbal earthiness. Uh, may this serve as a warning to your buds that the liquid satisfaction is present and the suspension of belief is permanent, unlike a certain temporary 20-day shutdown in charge of running a disorderly house <laughs> way back when. <laughs> Steep on that. Uh, so clearly they're referring to something in their history that we don't know about, but we just right. kind of come um, along for the ride. When you said notice of suspension, I immediately thought of other things. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> this is... 
so bizarrely good. Yeah, I, like, I agree. It, it it does feel like it needs to be. Oh, oh you saying, you're saying show the, the can? can. Yes. Gotcha. It does feel like it needs to be in a big pitcher though. Sitting on a tray with glasses around it, nice, yeah, right? Yeah, it has that feel to it. Well, very different. <laughs> yeah, very different. Thought I would. Uh, thought you I got would. This bring at, that in. What HEB probably at HEB. Huh? My yeah. wife got, uh, brought it home from HEB. Single American craft. Okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, and, and obviously Lagunitas. And now, I mean, have you tried it already? Did, or is this, no, trying to. You just brought it and said, you yeah, know, she, she brought one home, and I was like, okay, we'll take this to the show. This I love the way fun. it smells. Yeah, I know this is my first time to try it, but Lagunitas, I really enjoy their IPAs and uh, a number of their other their uh, uh, something something uh, brown ale, a little something something, a little yeah. something something that that's also very good. So they they they're just a very quality uh, brewing company. And uh, I kind of dig them. Uh, all right. You were uh, checking out Smoking and Toasting. We are so glad that you are here. Oh, I, I have this. I didn't mention this uh, earlier in the show. Uh, and I didn't get this list from uh, Liquor.com until after uh, we did our Cinco de Mayo show. Uh, but it, we did talk about this a little bit. I thought it might be good before we get too far away from Cinco de Mayo because you probably made margaritas. For those you, of you not here, Cinco de Mayo uh, actually translates directly to Cinco of Mayo. Yes, thank you yes. for thank you for doing that. So um, they, uh, one of the things that we have talked about on the show, we mentioned it last week, is that you don't necessarily want to use your most expensive tequila in your uh, drinks. It is important, though, if you're making margaritas. It's important to use a good tequila, though. Yeah. Because yeah. you can go too far the other way, and it just isn't isn't a very yeah, tasty so margarita. Good, bueno. So Liquor.com, which is a great website, came out with a list of their recommendations for the best tequilas to use in your margaritas. So let's go over this real quickly, and then we'll have some All more. right. All right. Best overall, they chose Roca Patron Silver. Uh, Patron is a brand uh, that I believe is misunderstood, said Daniel Holgen, a New York bartender. Uh, he said it helped bring attention to the category as a whole by offering a premium spirit during a time when the U.S. was still trying to understand tequila. The Roca lineup of the uh, uh, Patron family is pricey but noteworthy in that a giant stone wheel called a tahona is used to press the agave after cooking. It's a traditional method that many people believe extracts more flavor from the agave. Uh, Helgen describes the flavor as balanced with an herbaceous quality, herbaceous as in herbs, mm -hmm. uh, and with a spicy warm finish. Uh, you can get uh, a bottle of the Roca Patron Silver for about 40 bucks. And that's more than I spend on a tequila for margaritas generally. But I still might be intrigued to try that, though, because it does sound good. Uh, best budget, they recommend Espolón Blanco. I have had, and we've had it on the show here, the Espolón uh, Añejo. And, and it's, it's not good. only very good, but yeah. it's very inexpensive. The Espolón Blanco is, you can get it for about 16 to $20 a bottle. Oh, wow. I mean, that's that's uh, that's remarkable. It depends where you're going. Some places have it listed for closer to 30 But right now, you can buy it on Drizzly online for $16 wow. a bottle, which is uh, a little crazy. Uh, I don't know why Espolón's uh, tequilas are so inexpensive during a time when tequilas are all becoming more expensive. But take advantage of it, folks. And if you see that uh, Espolón Añejo, grab a bottle because it's it's probably the best Añejo you can get for yeah. the money. Uh, Runner-up best budget, they uh, they gave it to Omeka Altos Plata. Uh, uh, it's a tequila you can get for 
between 18 and 27 dollars uh it is one that they say is crafted from uh, blue weber agave and they recommend it they also recommended for best blanco el velo blanco about 27 to 35 dollars depending on where you pick it up it is a blanco and blanco is the unaged tequila right and then once you start going into reposado and then añejo and then añejo extra generally speaking blanco is just clear liquid right exactly generally speaking and then there's other clear liquid which is more expensive but that's the Cristalino, which is generally agave in age, but it has been filtered to take the uh, colors which out. Which is and weird. It's like, make it, yeah. like, like crystal clear I Don't Pepsi. quite understand, but I've had some that was pretty good, So, but it, but it is an Añejo tequila. So, uh, Runner-up for Best Blanco, the Siembra Vales High Proof, coming in at about uh, $38, $39 a bottle. Best Reposado, they give that award to Milagro. Milagro is the oh, yeah. ones with the really tall, uh, colorful bottles. The uh, bottles are beautiful. You can uh, uh, you can pick these up for around $25 to $30 nice. uh, for the Reposado, which is a very, very good price. Best Cristalino, which we just talked about, uh, they give it to the Maestro del Bel Diamante, uh, which, oddly enough, uh, ranges in price here. They show it between $15 and $50. So uh, it just depends what it's selling for wherever you... Uh, wherever you get it. Best splurge, they say go with Pasote Blanco, uh, between $24 and $39. Uh, They say that this uh, Blanco tequila may be a splurge, but you are getting real quality for the price. It's from the Three Badge Beverage Corp, uh, and it's made at uh, respected uh, tequila maker Felipe Camarena's uh, distillery. It's interesting, they say, because it's distilled from rainwater and natural spring water, as well as the Oh, So uh, Very interesting. Uh, Best High Proof, the Herradura Directo de Alambique, uh, coming in between fifty and ninety dollars. I don't think I'd use anything that expensive in a margarita. Not if not I had unless else. it's just happens it's, to be on your shelf yeah, and you don't really like it. Or or you just maybe you had one made with it and knocked your socks off, you know? Uh, best wine barrel aged tequila for margaritas they give to the Codigo fifteen thirty Rosa. Uh, but again, you could spend anywhere from forty to seventy bucks on that. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be very, very expensive. Um, so those are the tequilas that made the list. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give you mine. This is a secret. I probably shouldn't give it to you because you'll go buy it all. Uh, I'm talking to everybody, and it'll be, uh, hard, and then it'll to be find. hard for me to find. Uh, but there was a tequila that came uh, came to my attention. I don't know, maybe six or seven years ago, uh, called El Amo. Yeah. And I tried El Amo first. I tried it. Uh, because they had these really nice boxes of their Añejo, was a very reasonable price. And then it had a little bottle of Reposado that was kind of boxed in, in the box. Right, right. Uh, so I bought a number of these Añejos because they were so inexpensive. And so I had this nice little collection of the Reposado and in, in the tiny bottles, right? Uh, I wound up making margaritas with it, and I was like, this is fantastic. So I now go and buy the huge bottle of the, Reposado. Of the El Amo uh-huh. Reposado, and it's very inexpensive. I want to say it's about 30 to $33 for the, for the huge bottle. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it's just so worth it, and it makes fantastic margaritas, and I uh, I recommend it. So that's my margarita secret. What about you? What do you generally use when you're making margaritas? Uh, so my wife makes the margaritas in the house. I don't drink a whole lot of margaritas, but when I do, it's usually whatever she's made it out of. And okay. recently, and I was going to mention this, uh, you gave me that bottle of 808 tequila. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> uh, which, you, which you were very questionable about. I thought it was interesting and different. Yep. It makes great 
margaritas. Mm, mm. Like fantastic margaritas. That's great. Some stuff just, that's what it's and, made to do. And you yeah. wouldn't think it because the flavor is so different from a standard tequila. Right. You would think, well, it doesn't have the peppery like the Herradura. It doesn't have the, um, uh, it doesn't have like the, the, the smoothness that you get in some of the other ones. But I mean, it really, really makes an incredible. Incredibly good. Margarita. Love it. Love it. Uh, let's talk Haterade. Um, this the Eighth Wonder Brewing, which, as I mentioned, I can see from my porch. Um, these guys make a wonderful goza called Haterade. This is a, a variation of it called Wild Berry Haterade. They call it a fruited goza, and uh, the regular Haterade is actually one of my favorite gozas I've ever had. So Haterade is so funny because uh, uh, not only the name. And I was thinking they could have kept it a little more authentic to, to Gatorade if mm-hmm. they just called it by the color. So they should have just called yeah. this pink. Right, right. right? <laughs> yeah. the, only, the only Gatorade that you actually call by its actual name, uh, there's two of them. Green. And that's orange. Oh, orange. Okay. And grape. Because no okay. one says, give me a purple Gatorade. They say, give me a grape. Oh, one. right, right. Right? And you ask for orange because that's not only the color but the flavor. And then you but everything it, else is just the color, right, like a red one, a green, green or one. red. Yeah, yeah. The, the red. white one, by the way, is real good. I haven't had the white yeah, one. Yeah, it's real yeah, good. Yeah, all right. Well, but the, so but, the Haterade, Wildberry Haterade is actually, if you like Gozas, this is pretty good. Well, I haven't tasted it yet, but I've just given uh, just done a little nose on it, and it actually reminds me of the Lagunitas tea that we just had. It's a little sweeter on the nose than it actually comes across. It's got a little bit of uh, uh, that tart finish. that. It right, really you get enjoy. the finish that's, uh, that's very tart. And you know what else it has is that kind of little bit of saltiness on the finish yeah. that just makes you go, ooh, I want more. It's the Doritos effect. And, and also the berry flavor in here has that kind of hard candy kind of berry flavor. Mm-hmm. In a good way, you know? I really like this. Yeah, actually. it's pretty good. This is pretty darn good. <laughs> for, a, for a summer brew, wonderful and fantastic. And I really like, I have lately been a little slower to want to drink a sour. But Goza, a good Goza to me doesn't fall into that category. It's more tart than it is sour. I don't to me. buy as many sours simply because my, my wife doesn't like any sour beers at mm-hmm. all. So if we have a sour beer, it's all me at the house. And mm-hmm. I like to get stuff that we can share. I want to point out in the uh, comments, Liliana Rodriguez is uh, is uh, listening in. And she says, I like uh, Milagro Padron, uh, Centario y Espelon for. Uh, Margaritas. I have not tasted the others. So okay, uh, we sh- really should have gotten to this question last week when she was here. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> uh, because she's so good with this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I didn't actually didn't find the article until this week. So I thought, well, we'll share it while we're still in you know in somewhat uh, cinco of my own mood and 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 phase. So yeah, it is. You I'm want, going you in for want a little, a little more. more, don't you? That's one of the things about the haterade thing is I think they went for that <clears throat> with the goza with the sour. They want you to. Uh, to, to get that, I want to go back for another sip. I think Because totally. it makes your mouth water real big. Now, do you know, I'm guessing, but I don't know this to be a fact, if they came up with the name Haterade because of how people always, from anywhere else but Houston, Texas, always hate on the Astros. I don't know. Because, you know, there was the, right, the right. cheating scandal, which, of course, pretty much every other team admits that they do. Uh, but the Astros got, you know, got caught, and uh, and so they they paid their penance, whatever it was. But now everybody just hates the Astros. Not penance. Un- that's different. Penance. Sorry. 
Penance, thank you. No, no, I wasn't correcting. I was oh. just 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 informing you. Yeah, but but the the reality is that unless you are a Houston Astros fan, they're one of your least favorite teams. Nobody wants to see them win. It's all of that. It's all that kind of stuff. So um, I was just wondering if that's where Haterade came from, the name. I think because, so. Because Eighth Wonder is a very Houston sports focused, forward. Sports yes. forward. Yeah, even well, even their name. They've well, taken... they're, they're right by the ballpark, too. They're well, right yes. by Minute Maid, and they're right by uh, the uh, soccer park. The too. soccer park, right. And and in addition to that, the whole name Eighth Wonder, the Astrodome was called the Eighth Wonder of the World right. for many years. It's kind of funny now. It's only the Eighth Wonder of the World if you're, I think, a rat. But uh, <laughs> it, it's, uh, it, it, at one time, though, it was such a technological marvel, a domed stadium. Nobody yeah. had that. Right. Now everybody has that. Now, you know. People move the roof open and closed. Uh, to yeah, technology's coming forward. Yeah. But I remember being young and driving into Houston. If you were going to Astro World or if you were going to the stadium, when you'd come around six ten and you would see that mm-hmm. dome way off, and you could see it forever off in the distance. Of course, yeah. Houston's very flat, so you can see a lot of things. You can see any overpass way off in the and distance. And there weren't but, quite as many really but, tall buildings. But that, yeah, either. but that thing was enormous compared to everything yep. around there. Yep. Absolutely was. And then there was Astro World, which was fun in and of itself before yes. it became a thing where people get crushed at concerts. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, all, right. all right, we got to take a break. We will be back. It's uh, Smoking and Toasting. We're on show number 282, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we do have uh, a little drinking news coming up, and we have some more drinking coming up as well. Stand by. Awesome. You got our next drink. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. <laughs> Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And while Ian pours us some wild and free Saison from uh, uh, Independence Brewing in Austin, Texas, uh, I want to tell you about some cigars to watch for. This makes me think I'm young, if you're, I'm wild, and, and you're I want free. to be free. <laughs> Got the magic power. You do oh, have see, the I magic just, power, don't you? I just uh, want triumph on you. I know, and I, uh, I, I love those Canadian boys. I... I spent many uh, spent many an hour in my um, Mercury Comet with the badass stereo system when I was growing up. Man, Rick Emmett was Listening a badass to guitar Rick Emmett player play too, guitar yeah. on the Blinding Light Show and a voice. Yeah, oh, it's a great voice. I had a great voice. Uh, some cigars to watch for, my friends. If your dad or you are a fan of thick, heavy ring gauge cigars, then Alec Bradley has created the perfect gift for dad or for you. Uh, the family-owned company is created, uh, celebrating Father's Day this year with a limited edition sampler of hefty smokes. Uh, they're expected to reach uh, retailers by the end of May. The Taste of the World Chunk sampler from Alec Bradley <laughs> uh, contains eight cigars offered in four different brands. Alec Bradley Magic Toast, the Black Market, Alec and Bradley Kitsugi, and the Alec and Bradley Gatekeeper. There will be two cigars of each brand all of which were made by the company, made in the company's Chunk Vitola, which is the big, uh, short, fat size measuring four and a half inches by a 60 ring gauge. I don't have that ring gauge, but I have a gatekeeper in my humidor right now yeah. that, that I've been threatening to do a review on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, would, I would love to hear what you think of that. Yeah. That'd be good. Uh, production for the Chunk Sampler is limited to 2,000 glossy lacquered boxes. We'll have a suggested retail price of seventy four ninety five for the set. I think I'm, I'm totally into that, by and, the way. And staying with the theme here, Ian, I know that you are a fan of the Inch from uh, E.P. Carrillo. Love that cigar. All right, so, Inch Maduro yeah. especially. Uh, it's one of Ernesto Perez Carrillo's most popular cigars, and it soon will have a new version 
And unlike every other cigar produced by the uh, two-time Cigar of the Year winner, Ernesto Perez Carrillo, uh, this one will not be rolled in his Dominican factory. Inch Nicaragua is coming out. It's being made at Placencia Cigars in Esteli, some thousand miles away from uh, uh, where the uh, Tabacalera La Alazana SA in Santiago, Dominican Republic, where most of the E.B. Carrillo cigars are made. Uh, This new cigar will be out this summer, most likely around the time of the PCA trade show in July. It's part of a project that started roughly two years ago. Traditional inch cigars, of course, are made in the Dominican Republic. Mm. This will be the first one made in Nicaragua. Suggested retail price. Prices, Super interested. Uh, 1095, 995, and 1250. Uh, and for lovers of the big ring gauge, still more good news. This is a big ring gauge I'm uh, loving where you're version of the, uh, of the uh, cigars to watch for. Uh, they're thick, they're strong, and these huge cigars won't cost you more than $7 before taxes. Uh, targeting the value market, or as what I like to call earlier in the show, the El Cheapo market. <laughs> El Cheapo. Uh, uh, and smokers who prefer the thick ring gauge, Forge Cigar Company is going to be releasing a beefed-up offshoot of the Chillin' Moose cigar line called Bull Moose. It's a full-bodied brand of mostly 60 ring gauge cigars. So I want to tie back into like the El Cheapo brand earlier. A yeah. lot of times... A lot of times you can just tell it's an El Cheapo by oh, yeah. the name. Oh, yeah. Chillin' Moose. Chillin' Moose. Dark yeah. Shark. Right. Well, the Chillin' Moose is totally designed Pirates, to be booty. A, uh, a, a discount cigar, but these have been pretty well-received and pretty well-reviewed. It was introduced in 2014 and currently has two versions in circulation, the Core Line and Chillin' Moose 2. Uh, Bull Moose, which is set to launch in early May, boasts an all-Nicaraguan, high-octane blend and a portfolio of huge ring gauges in four different sizes. Suggested retail prices, $4.98 to $6.58. Wow. Yeah, yeah. For for a big thick ring gauge cigar, yeah, yeah. that's what they're all about. So you that's know, why I thought I'd tell you. I thought it's you might not want to try quite it. that affordable, but if you're looking for a big ring gauge cigar, the uh, the JFRs. Oh, the JFRs can be yeah. Great. They have yeah. they have the the Lunatic series that mm-hmm. has the giant ring gauge. Those are a lot of fun. Uh, all right, I think I have uh, not passed that, these say, all the way around. I but. say you know they're not they're uh, they're not budget line totally, but they're they're pre- they're approaching it because you can get like a seven by seventy lunatic yeah. for like eight dollars or it's not bad, less than ten dollars. Not it's, bad. Yeah, it's pretty crazy for that much tobacco. All right, Ian, what are we drinking here? Oh yes, this is the Independence Wild and Free from Independence. Uh, it says here Independent Thinkers and Drinkers. It's a five point seven. ABV, 5.7%. You can smell the Saison going on here. Yeah. Now, these it's a very, are the it's very a sweet but earthy kind of thing going very on. Very farmhouse, funky yeah, vibe yeah, to it. Yeah, kind of a funky vibe. It's not real heavy on the nose, but it's there. But it's there. Yeah, I agree. And you almost wouldn't, I, I don't know. I, I think I think this is a particular flavor that is often best when, it's, when it is more subtle. <laughs> well... That's not what you're going to get here. Holy moly. Uh, yeah, Subtle this is, it's not doing. This is a full-fledged Saison attack This is on a your funk senses. slap. Yeah, a funk slap. I like <laughs> yes, that. This is a funk slap on <laughs> the jaw. I think that's the title of the next Silk Sonic album, <laughs> Funk Slap. Funk Slap. <laughs> That'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? If this, uh, if this beer was a song, it would have now Rogers playing the guitar on it. Mm-hmm. Like. This is so funky. Yeah. <laughs> and and yet so, like, not just funky, but also, like, 
street level in your face. Like that, uh, now, Rogers is the man. Uh, this is wonderful, though. Dude, that, by the way, that guitar tone he gets on uh, 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 "Move Yourself, uh, Lose Yourself to Dance." Oh yes, that guitar tone is unbelievable. He's, he's it's great. so good. He's great. Um, this is so funky and crazy. I, I kind of like it. Kind of? I want to not like it because it really does make me have like a bitter beer face. It's dank. <laughs> it's it funky. Is dank. And what's but I kind of like it because of that. Well, what's interesting to me is that this is more the flavor that I would have expected from... A, a much more precious, shall we say? He wants you to uh, show. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Show the, uh, a much more precious saison, uh, one that would be, you know, bottle conditioned and would be uh, forty five dollars and would come from a, you know, a, a brewery that specializes in all of that. And Independence does not specialize in saisons. They've got great amber ales. So, they've got uh, uh, IPAs and porters. I can agree with that to some degree, except for this doesn't have the complexity of flavor that you would get a lot of times from some of those specialty kind of breweries that you know where you would get in a big bottle. This is just a funk slap, and and again, I'm kind of liking it. <laughs> well, we um, had some. Very... Can I can I can I just say horse blanket? Sure, go this, for it. There's a little bit of horse blanket kind of flavor <laughs> going on in this. And if that's something that it sounds like you don't that you wouldn't like, then you probably wouldn't like the uh, the wild and free size on. Saison, um, I, I think, are an acquired taste. When we first started doing the show, um, it was it was not one of my favorite things. But as I've been able to taste more of them, been able to understand the, uh, as I've been drawn into the dank, so to speak, you kind of learn. You, you kind of learn, learn what it is you like that. about it. But yeah, yeah, this has this has. It's not a very complex saison. It's it's kind of in your face and done, mm -hmm. but it's also kind of good because of that in its own way. It leaves. Agreed. It leaves kind of a a mouth watering kind of aftertaste to it. That's interesting. Yeah, and not I don't know. I, I you know if what I bought a think? six pack, Adam, do you like it? Adam, Adam, <laughs> Adam gives it so the okay. Doug, okay. I would have this with like a chili dog or something. <laughs> I love that. It might stand a up to a chili, dog, chili yeah. dog. Yeah, Texas style. Uh, yeah. Chili and cheese, buddy. <laughs> I do. All right, we're gonna take a break and be back when we return. Not only will we be sampling some uh, uh, some interesting uh, spiced rum, but we'll also be talking about the best bourbons for cheapskates. We'll be right back. It's smoking and toasting. <laughs> the funk slap. That's it's like, it's like, wow, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, you know, the, it's it's interesting because it's so kind of one dimensional that I. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. This is the program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Uh, Ian, great we're, things. We're going to be uh, tasting some, uh, tasting some. Sp I, I keep wanting to call it spiked rum. Uh, some spiced spiked rum, rum in this uh, in this segment. You know, the last time I believe we had a spiced rum on this show was like one of the very first early episodes, and we had the Kraken, remember? The Kraken. We had, we had, some, had some of the Kraken. And I still keep a bottle of Kraken in the bar because there's this thing where Kraken and Diet Dr. Pepper form like Voltron. Yes, and yes. And it's like nothing else quite comes close you to know, it. You uh, know, so my wife turned me on to that. I was painting the kitchen. Yeah. Right? 
And uh, she had gone to bed because my wife goes to bed pretty early. She gets up early. Um, but she had gone to bed, and I was like, okay, don't, don't worry about it. I'll take care of this. And uh, and she had a, a – we had a bottle of Kraken at the house, and uh, and we had some Dr. Pepper. And she's like, man, this this is really good together. Here, try it. And I was like, okay. And then I went on, finished my beer, and I was painting. She was in bed. I was like, man, I'm going to have some more of that. I, 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 the painting could have gone very awry. <laughs> Fortunately, I paint faster than I drink. Okay, good. <laughs> That's good to know. At least in that situation. Well, if you're a cheapskate, we not only had a good cheapskate uh, cigar review for you today, we got some cheapskate bourbon to recommend. Uh, uh, and, and even if you're a cheapskate, that shouldn't mean that you can't have good bourbon. One of my uh, pleasures in life is finding the $35 and under. Yes, sir. Awesome bourbon. Yes, sir. And there's a lot of them. One of the things... Uh-huh. Uh, that this show has done for me is is I can walk in and you know what if you don't have Buffalo Trace, and you don't have uh, Weller, mm-hmm. I could still find still a find some right damn because, good bourbon because we've tried some in that price point yeah well let's go through the list to see if those two are on it for one thing uh, the list starts with best overall Elijah Craig small batch bourbon I'm down with that and I'm gonna tell you it's, that yeah. is a great bourbon Absolutely. it really is it's very straightforward. Really wonderful. Thirty-five ish is what uh, is what it usually comes. Yes, in. generally around thirty-five. You might be able to find it for less, but generally around thirty-five. Uh, best Kentucky bourbon for cheap skates, Old Forester one hundred proof. Anything Old Forester. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna go. But with yeah, that, huh? if it says Old Forester on it, it's worth the price. Best I found. best weeded bourbon. They're recommending Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark, ain't nothing wrong There's with nothing that. Nothing wrong with Maker's Mark. And so, if you get the 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 step up from the, the Maker's Forty Six, yeah. that's even better. Uh, that's outstanding, yeah. is what yeah, that yeah, is. Uh, so Maker's Mark is one of those that I, I think a lot of people overlook because it's so ubiquitous. But Maker's Mark is great whiskey. Mm-hmm. It really ain't is. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, people do overlook it because you're right. It's it's become so well. It's kind of like Patron in the tequila world. Right. It's like it's easy to overlook how good it is. Because it's everywhere yeah. and and available at every bar, but I'm going to tell you, we were like kind of like finishing up some almost done bottles in our bar a couple of weeks ago, and I wound up finishing up a bottle of Patron. It was only a tiny bit left in the bottom. Patron's Extra Añejo, uh, dude, that tequila was fantastic. See, I have a bottle of Patron Añejo that's been sitting there for a long uh, time. Patron, and, and even I just, just never a go to Añejo it because a really lot of good. times. A lot of times I'll drink like what we had on the show if I have some, or, right, right. Uh, or when I drink tequila, it's a margarita or something like exactly, that. So exactly, exactly. I, I need to go have a glass of tequila just yeah. by itself and a cigar. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing, especially if you got the right tequila. And yeah. that Patron Añejo, that'll go great yeah. with a cigar. It really will. A best single barrel. They recommend the Evan Williams single barrel bourbon whiskey. Yeah. Uh, coming in at what I go about? With that. It's about a twenty-seven, twenty-eight dollar uh, bottle. Mm-hmm. Does it seem about right? Uh, best 80 proof. Heaven Hill White Label. Thoughts? I haven't had the White Label, I think. Uh, I may have tasted it at some point, but... I, I've had Heaven Hill. Best for cocktails, Four Roses bourbon. Four Roses is just it, great just no matter what. You can't go wrong with, with any, really any version of, uh, of Four Roses. I would recommend it. Best high proof, Wild Turkey 101. So I was going to say, if Wild Turkey is not on that list, <laughs> Wild Turkey is fantastic. Yeah, it really is. And what does Wild Turkey uh, cost these days for a bottle of 101? 25 ish, I think. That seems about right. Yeah, seems about right. Best outside of Kentucky. I'm not familiar with this one. Hopefully you are. Woodenville 
Bourbon. Never heard of it. W-O-O-D-I-N-V-I-L-L-E. They show it as being available on wine.com at $43. Show you the picture there. Yeah, I've never seen that bottle before. Uh, It comes from Washington State. Uh, They say Woodville Whiskey started out as a craft operation, but it's now owned by drinks giant uh, Moet Hennessy. Uh, Quality of the bourbon is very good, they say, especially in a field of much higher priced options made by using local grains, etc., etc. They say it's as as uh, as good as anything you will find in Kentucky. Uh, Final verdict, Elijah Craig Small Batch Bourbon is the best cheap bourbon you can find. It's made at Heaven Hill, uh, a storied distillery known for inexpensive and high-end brands. And it's aged for 8 to 12 years. Interestingly, they did not list Buffalo Trace. All right, so I want to I want to put some things like I I don't disagree with their list, but they're all kind of a little pricier, right? Like, what about if you find a regular bottle of Weller, the the yeah. Green Label Special Reserve, mm-hmm. uh, at its normal price as of a couple years ago, it was like eighteen dollars for a bottle. Now it's probably gone up a couple bucks here, but it's probably still under thirty. As I'm a matter sure. of fact, for forty dollars, you can buy the combat bottle of it. Now that's if you can find it because it has been popular, but if you can find the combat bottle, it's forty dollars for that. Um, I definitely want to put out, uh, uh, my buddy Josh, uh, listens to this show. He's the one that mm-hmm. only listens to it. So we have to describe right, everything. Right. <laughs> uh, my buddy Josh, uh, turned me on to old granddad. The, uh, they have a few expressions of it, but the bonded in particular and anything above the base level, I haven't tried the very base level, I think, but mm. every, and they're all pretty inexpensive and they're great. Um, I have a bottle of George <laughs> Dickel that is a, um. I think, it's a, I think it's a bottle and bond George Dickel, and I don't think it was more than thirty-five. And so it's fantastic. Thirty-five bucks will get you the uh, the Dickel Bourbon, right? Uh, which I've gone through many, many mm-hmm. um, bottles of that. It's fantastic. Uh, it, there seems to be a watermark at thirty-five, and we'll yeah. see if that winds up getting pushed to forty. Well, uh, and, and if we were talking about this, you know, three years ago, it would have been the watermark at thirty, right, or twenty-eight. You know, everything's even, yeah. yeah, everything's mm-hmm. kind of gone up a little bit, yeah. but uh, but there, are, man, there are some great uh, whiskeys, and, and and a little bit of knowledge that was uh, when I was at uh, Angel's Envy. Uh, one of the guys uh, doing the tour there mentioned, he goes, you know, if you get something bottled in bond. Uh, no matter what price point it's at, it's probably going to be pretty good because mm-hmm. they had to follow a certain a, procedure, a certain yeah. procedure to get it bottled in bond. So yeah. even even if you find something under twenty dollars, it's bottled in bond. It's probably pretty good. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it it's always interesting to me to look at things across the whole whiskey spectrum. We've been talking about bourbon specifically, but I also have to mention uh, Slain Irish whiskey. Yeah, at I think. 23 23 $25. Yeah. Uh, that stuff is amazing. It's great. It's amazing. It's great. Like like honestly, I like it better than some of the things that are in my bar that cost three times that. Yeah, it's you know? and, and and the other side of it too is just because something's expensive doesn't make it good. Right. I mean, we talked earlier about the uh the Cohibas that are $30 right now. The Cuban Cohiba for $30 right now will be $100. Is it worth $100? Well, only if you like Cohibas that much. Right. And and like, if frankly, it's worth it, do you go for it? But Cohibas are great cigars. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of other cigars for half that price. Well, we talked about this even with tequila when I talked about how Skelly was almost a hundred dollars now, yeah. and I've always loved that. And I've watched it go up a little, and I've and I've continued to pay it. But now that you're at a hundred dollars, and I know that a hundred and sixty-five will get me a bottle of uh, 
uh, uh, La Familia, it, yeah. Reserva de la Familia. It's like, ah, if I'm going to go there, I might as well go there, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so, I don't know. It, it, it's tough. But see, so, and it's tough. It's also tough when you know, like uh, uh, Wiki Brian points out that Forty Creek, which is one of his favorites, yep. used to be inexpensive. Used to be, and and now it's above forty dollars, I think, for a bottle mm-hmm. of it. Uh, Basil Hayden was like that too. Basil Hayden right, was that in the thirty-something dollar inexpensive, range, uh, yep. and and it's quite good. But it's it's all of a sudden jumped up to you know I think forty-five. Mm-hmm. You know what's come down in price that is mind-boggling? Uh, the Glen Morangy Lasanta is under fifty dollars. I used to pay sixty-five dollars for that. Lasanta is fantastic. and never complain. Lasanta is wonderful, and it's forty-five-ish now. Wow. It's under fifty dollars for that a bottle a, of it. That and is it's a wonderful, wonderful bottle of juice. It's just and that's so that's good. that's going in the Scotch, which is a little different, but it's still whiskey. Uh-huh. Uh, there's 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 some great uh, price uh, price to quality uh, whiskeys out there to mm-hmm. be had. Mm-hmm. You don't have to you don't have to have a collection of like super. Uh, high rare stuff, you know. Yeah, it's nice absolutely. if you do. You sure, know, sure. Nothing wrong with that, but you know. I tell you what, I've been enjoying, and it's not high price, but it's not uh, low price. But the Green Spot Irish yeah, whiskey, Green Spot's great. We got it for the show for uh-huh. the for when we were doing our uh, ta- uh, Irish whiskey blind taste test, and I've been just slowly nursing that <laughs> bottle uh, at home because it's it's real real good. All right, let's talk rum now. Let's uh, let's try the spice rum. Uh, this spice rum came from the distillery where they uh, distill uh, whiskey Buffalo you've Trace. heard of. Buffalo Trace, yes. So, so it's I want to point out that you have, uh, at this point in time, you have uh, cleared the plastic from the top, so there's no way of uh, getting a plastic cut from this. That's correct. Um, and also, uh, you've cleared the neck of this to to alleviate some of the spillage you know, sometimes, problems that we can you know, have. We had to bring in some paper towels earlier. Adam ran and got them because we had right. a little spillage. Well, that beer the was beer. completely full, yeah, and, and this, when you pour it, sometimes this you don't doesn't want have the same yeah, danger right. Uh, associated. Right, because you can get a little steeper uh, pour angle. That's from right, it. and you're you know you're good at the pouring, but any any little thing can can absolutely help, and so this is oh, I don't wrong one don't really know that much about this. Uh, no, I think that might be the right one. Oh no, there's there's is there two there? Yeah, there's two there. Okay, gotcha. All right, I'm going to pass these on around <laughs> as we go. One. Spiced rum, my friends. And I should um, poured that one a little. And, bit. and I'll, I'll be really honest with you that um, in general, my favorite rums are not the spiced one. Kraken. Kraken was like kind of like a gateway rum for me, and then I just started so, really enjoying others. Uh, yeah, uh, but I've, I don't go back and have Kraken a lot. I've mentioned on the show that my dad loved rum, and he loved all rum, and he was not what you would call particularly picky. Now, he right. liked better rum better than he liked right. not better rum, he but he difference. still loved rum. <laughs> you know, And uh, if it came brown in color with a ship on the bottle, he was fine with it. <laughs> he was for and it was plastic, so if you drop it, it was a safety thing. So mm-hmm. if you drop the bottle, it doesn't just shatter, right? Um, <laughs> but mm. the, the smell of of uh, spiced rum generally is not something that... Like uh, a Captain uh, Morgan type. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It smells bad Well, to me. this is going to come across a little different, I think. This is actually pretty nice on the nose. It is. It is. You can get a little bit of the fact that it's a spiced rum... But a lot of the a lot of the notes, at least on the nose, are very much the, uh, you know, the sort of darker uh, uh, oak and and uh, maple. This tastes like caramelized brown sugar. It kind of does, doesn't it? Like it's so sweet, like crazy sweet. Mm. Adam, you look like you're still trying to decide. To me, it's like a vanilla bomb. Yeah. And, and I, I do really like vanilla. 
I mean, that's a flavor I, I appreciate in almost everything, <laughs> you know? This is so sweet, though. So incredibly sweet. I'm not sure that I'm digging it because of that. I, I, I would agree that I think I would like it if it were less sweet. So because it, it almost ice. makes me think like, like have you ever had like I mean, this the, is almost Kahlua kind of sweet like right. this is you know what it makes me think of and I don't want to go there is like the um, uh, the the vodkas that are like flavored vodkas that have uh, you know like marshmallow flavoring yeah. or or something like that or uh, uh, like Blue Chair Bay uh, rum Kenny Chesney's rum which is good but it's just a little. Sweeter in yeah. this in the same way. I mean, this is super sweet. Yeah, this is what I would think Captain Jack Sparrow would drink. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like this, sticky in the mouth. Yeah, kind this of is sweet. Jack Sparrow's room right here. Mm. It's uh, I, I I like it, and I don't like it at the same time. I, I'm not sure that I'd reach for this again. It also it, has. It's not a harsh rum hug. No, but, but it's big. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a it's a spirit, definitely. I don't know. This to me, you know what? Though this might pair really, really well with a cigar, and the cigar might tamp down that sweetness a little That's bit. That's possible. And make it perfect. That's possible. Yeah. You know? Because I I would say that if this were just a little less sugary. I mean, to cut through this, you'd have to have like a chisel or something. Like you, you better start with LFD when you're. <laughs> I like it when you're pairing this I thing. I like it. That would work. Get a. Uh, I mean, if you if you fired up mm. anything on the mild side, oh, it would yeah. just be buried with this. Yeah, no, uh, no Perdomo champagne with this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, but fascinating and interesting. How, oh, Doug has got a Diet Dr. Pepper over there. He's uh, he's pouring a little bit into his glass. Uh, we'll I'm super see. curious. I have to see what that... Oh, I have a Diet Dr. Pepper right here. Look at this. Let's fix that up. You want some? I'm, I'm super curious. All right. I gave you about a two-to-one Dr. Pepper there. Um, it doesn't touch the Kraken. No. No. I actually don't think Agreed. I like it. No. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure I do either. I like the I liked the rum better by itself. Yeah, I think so. Than with the DDP. Whereas when you put when you do what we just did, if that if that was cracking, it's like it's amazing. It opens up this door I, to another like, it's world. It's like when you do that, it like turns gold and shines up in your face, just like uh, whenever they open the briefcase in uh, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was an interesting experiment. I will drink that for sure. I mean, it's not. It's not something where I'm going, ooh, uh, uh, it's a, a Conor McGregor whiskey. Uh, it's it's not anything like that. But That is not good. Uh, proper, what's it called? Proper 12? Proper 12. Is yeah, I saw it uh, actually today when I was expecting it. It's like, properly it's not, not good. good. It's not <laughs> good. Uh, this is de- definitely better than that. But, but yes, I, I find that, I find that I, I, it kind of makes my taste buds at war with themselves. Uh, some of them want it, and some of them want it to be less sweet. Yeah, so. I just... This this is not a rum I would go for. Yeah. If you like really sweet, like you said, vanilla bomb or brown sugary kind mm-hmm. of flavors mm-hmm. in your rum, or you have a drink that maybe needs that, like right, to be very like a cocktail big, that needed that. Yeah, um, this might be a good rum for that. What's the price point on this? Do you remember? I uh, don't remember, but I want to say it's in the thirty to thirty-five dollar range. Uh, but I, I could be off on that. Mm, once the Dr Pepper blends in, it's tamped down a little bit. Yeah. But it's still not. 
It's not cracking the duct. It, yeah. it ain't great. All right. All right. So we're going to take a break. We will be back. We have one more uh, beer to try on the show today. And I'm actually very excited about trying it because it's from Boulevard Brewing Company, which those guys have got a very, very good track record of making excellent beers. And we'll be trying their Stuff of Legend. It's a limited release barrel aged stout. We'll be trying it next. Plus, we're going little, to attempt to try it. A little thing. <laughs> you really, I really twisted you the wrong way when I said that, wasn't it? Uh, plus, we're going to attempt to try a little thing called Drinking News coming up next <laughs> on Smoking and Toasting. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. This is the program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And the fact that my iPad's about to die before I, uh, ah. I get to plug the battery in. Uh, welcome back to the program. We are so glad to have you here and glad to be uh, bringing you, you know, this is kind of a laid-back show before we get to a really big one next week. Because next week we have the executive chef from St. Arnold on to talk beer and food pairings. Ooh, that's going to be fun. That's going to be so exciting. So I can't wait for that. Uh, but we aren't, uh, you know, we aren't just sitting back resting on our laurels on this program. We do have a little segment for you we like to call Drinking News. Drinking News, Drinking News. Now it's time for Drinking News. I'm not sure what laurels are. Drinking News, Drinking News. Now it's time for Drinking News. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh... I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. And just our uh, weekly reminder for those of you who might be new to the program, the Drinking News is our segment where we bring you uh, actual true news stories from around the world. Some of them may occasionally be about drinking, not always, but they are always best enjoyed if you've been drinking. And so we welcome you to Drinking News for show number 282. And for this week's Drinking News installment, we move away from the dangling American appendage known as Florida, home of gators, swamps, and a few... Let's just say societally challenged individuals. I, I like that it was a dangling American appendage. I might have might have swapped appendage with proboscis, but uh, okay. nice, it'll nice. work. Yeah, it'll work. But we turn our attention instead to an area of the world where dignity, culture, reigns supreme, Alabama? along with art. So much so that it's easy to accuse the people that live there of being a little rude and uppity at times. I'm talking, of course, about France or ah. France. As they say. And specifically, the region known as Aguirre's Yohonalba, or as we say here in Texas, Avergine Rhone Alpes. Uh, it's it's easy in French. You just ignore the last seven letters of every word. <laughs> that's how that's how to do it. I noticed that when I tried to pronounce it instead in, of the last seven letters of every word, you just say uh, or ah. Yeah. I noticed when I tried to pronounce it, I tried to pronounce it like it was like Hispanic in in nature instead of instead of French, which is not the right. You way know to what do I it. hear in the background? What? <laughs> the leaf blower. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> you just have to you just have to love it. He's probably French. The leaf He's blower. following you around. He is following me around. It follows you. Uh, so the uh, uh, years Yo Honalba, uh, the home of the French. That's easy for you to fabled say. French soccer team. And I'm sorry, as an American, I just can't say football. 
Not even when the leaf blowers are coming for me. I can't. <laughs> I can't call it football. They're getting closer, uh, by the way. Yeah, they are. They're. They're. they're they, they know I'm here. We need, uh, we need to have like a leaf blower cam or something yeah. like that. <laughs> so the famed French soccer team uh, is called uh, Lyon or Lyon, I think is the correct pronunciation. Lyon. But it's spelled like Lyon, L-Y-O-N. Uh, which reminds me, all of which, um, all this reminds me of my favorite French joke. Uh, how do you keep a French person from crashing your party? Mm, I don't know. How do you keep a French person from crashing your party? You put up a sign that says, no nudity. <laughs> but um, I'll be here all week, folks. Uh, in any case, uh, Soccer Team Lyon, which, as most soccer teams worldwide do, includes several Brazilian players, as uh, Brazil has produced some of the uh, best soccer players in the world. Uh, but Brazilian defender, uh, one who was named Marcelo, was dropped from the Lyon first team recently, and it had nothing to do with his play on the field. According to ESPN, Team Leon cut Marcelo from the squad for, and I'm quoting the report here, due to continuous farting and laughing in the dressing room. <laughs> they cut him from the team. According to the worldwide leader in sports, Marcello was caught <laughs> laughing during Captain Leo Dubois' speech to rally the troops following a game they lost three to nothing, uh, and that didn't go that didn't go down well with manager Peter Boss. Right, I'm not going to lie. Sporting director Junohino. Uh, farts are funny. Sure. Especially inappropriately timed farts. They're hilarious. Well, according to ESPN sources, Marcello was also disciplined by the team for repeatedly farting amongst his teammates. Can you even imagine that being so, like, so he's like a, down? He's like a fart bully? Like, what's going on here? Like, he was considered... Like how, much, how much farting do you have to do to be to kicked be just, off that team? To be kicked off, right, exactly. Yeah, do it's it like, for it's like Lindsey Buckingham. How much of an asshole do you have to be to get kicked out of uh, Fleetwood Mac after all they've been through? Like, like what is going on here? Uh, well, Marcella was considered one of the leaders of the team, and he had signed a new contract a few months before the start of the season, uh, but the club described his actions uh, said they were best described as inappropriate behavior. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, The defender's contract at Lyon was terminated, and he wound up joining Bordeaux, which can be an excellent wine, but is apparently one of the worst soccer teams in the league. Uh, they're kind of like the New York Jets of soccer, basically. <laughs> uh, as humorous as all this is, here at Drinking News, we'd like to applaud Team Lyon, which clearly acted in the best interest of the rest of their players. Nobody needs to have to put up with the offensive odor. And it's only made worse whenever the proliferator of the flatulence keeps going around saying, whoever smelt it, dealt it. I mean, that's just not acceptable, right? Is he saying that in French, though? Yeah, well, I couldn't. I, I, whoever smelt it, dealt it. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's real good French, by the way. <laughs> yeah, thank well, you. So, so, so let's, let's talk a few anomalies about this story. Yeah, that, like, yeah sure. Right, no one's complaining about the, the cheese. Mm -hmm. Smells because there's some funky cheeses out there. Oh, in France, yes. Yeah, and, but but I guess they don't bring the the funky cheese into the locker mm -hmm. room. So it's mm -hmm. almost, he's not doing this in public. He's only doing this in the locker room. In the locker room. Yeah. Man, you have could to kind be, of be a secret weapon on the field. Maybe he if must you deployed be, it at the right like, time. He must be so incredibly annoying. Yeah, it would have to be. He has to be one of those guys. Like we all have that friend who like doesn't just like 
you know, let one loose in the room. He like tries to come over and do it like by your head. I mean, he's like he's like worse than the tap you on the other shoulder guy. Like. Right. Exactly. No, see, that's, that's a good, <laughs> that's a, that's a very, very about. good. Yes. I had to uh, cure a friend of mine that years ago. Yeah. I was How like, did I'm you just going to punch you in the nuts. <laughs> okay, good. I and then he was... did it, and I punched him in the nuts. Uh, okay, well, that, <laughs> did it work? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what have we learned from all of this today here on Drinking News? Well, two things. One, that the French in keeping with their reputation as a dignified, cultured society, are more than willing to turn up their noses, so to speak, at this offensive behavior, even if it means cutting a good player from their team. And two, we can now say for certain that my college roommate Brandon will never, no matter how good he is with the soccer ball, Ever be allowed to play for Team Leon. <laughs> Ever. Uh, reporting from the locker room where somebody needs to light a match. My name is Cruz, and that is your... Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Whew. You said it during the story. Farts are funny. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, George Carlin, that was even part of his whole routine about farts. Farts are fun. Farts are funny. Uh, that's the whole reason you do a story like this on Drinking News, because just because it's about flatulence somehow makes it funny. Did you ever watch any uh, any interviews with um, Leslie Nielsen? Oh, yeah. I loved Leslie Nielsen. He loved nothing more than going on an interview. He had this little uh, fart machine that he would bring with him. <laughs> I, I was surprised he you didn't pick this one up. And he would completely not react to it. Oh, I forgot that has farts on it. Does this one have a it. fart? Oh, oh, there it is. I fully expected you to be uh, you to be sounding that. Why during, was I? I just yeah, did not have you enough were snap asleep for Asleep at the switch. <laughs> I was asleep at the fart button. <laughs> you know, you don't get that many really good, really fitting opportunities to use the fart button, uh, and so you got to jump on them when you get them. So, uh, but I'm sorry, Leslie Nielsen. He he loved well, he, the, yeah, the he little loved, fart machine. If you watch old uh, interviews with them, <laughs> and he would do it like just a completely straight face during an interview and repeatedly hit this. <laughs> Nobody was better at doing the straight oh, okay. face than Leslie Nielsen. Well, in one of one of the uh, one of the interviews with him, he he mentioned he goes, uh, so the best way to be funny is be completely not funny, right? Like you literally have to be as unfunny as possible, and you will be and funny. then you will be funny. And a lot of comedians have have honed that yes. and, and are really really good. Mitch Hedberg was oh, that yeah, way. Yeah. Uh, Andy Kaufman was that way. You know, uh, there was a, a notice. Notice I'm Stephen oh, Wright. That's the one I was yeah. thinking. Oh of. yeah, right, right. It's just that whole deadpan thing. <laughs> yeah. Like if, if, you, if you or I told those jokes, not funny at all. Not so much. But right. very funny when he told them. That's just it's just it's all about the delivery. Well, anyway, there you go. There's your drinking news. Uh, let's drink some. Uh, let's drink some uh, some barrel aged stout. Attempt shall we? to drink stuff <laughs> of legend. So you're gonna stay with that, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. this, is, this is my hill. I'm. I'm fighting on it. All right, fair enough. Uh, you have enough cups there, sir? Uh, yes, I am. All right. So this is uh, from Boulevard. Uh, they are a very well-known, well-respected uh, brewery out of... All right, so this says... I want to I show this Kansas bottle. City. Yeah. This says Stuff of Legend, and it looks like a, a three-layered Oreo, the way the... Oh, like a double-stuffed uh, type Oreo, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Stuff of legend. All right. The stuff of legend. I don't know what to expect from this, but again, great reputation, this brewery. We've had other stuff from them. It has all been delicious. So, yeah, Boulevard makes let's see great how we, stuff. Let's see how we fare here today. No pun intended. Yeah. Actually, I intended that pun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's 100%. right. 100%. <laughs> um, yeah. Pun intended. 
I find that as, as it relates to puns, uh, the older I get, the more I get like my dad in thinking they're they're not only okay but uh, but somehow good. Puns are awesome. Yeah. See, I mean, they're no they're no farts. Right. Right. But, but they're awesome. But what is you know? All right. How we doing? So. I have a friend of mine who mm. has a very punishing sense of humor. <laughs> and I, he's rubbing off on you, apparently. <laughs> All right, Ian, what do you get on the nose of this bad boy? I'm getting coffee and chocolate, but that's not I surprising. A, it's a stout. I get a, there's a, there's a something going on. on the. I will say. It's I, almost like a creamy, sweet thing going on. I'm not sure that it is, but I'm expecting it to be quite viscous. Oh, yeah. It's definitely viscous. Oh, wow. That's, that's, I don't know if I've ever had a stout that had that thick of a mouthfeel that wasn't out of a bomber. Um, you know, it just, it's almost, you almost expect it to be a little more, shall I say, mainstream when it comes in a 12 ounce bottle. Yeah, I mean, if you put a straw in this, a straw would just stand straight up. Yeah, and it would, and you could almost think it was a beer milkshake of sorts <laughs> when you drank it through the straw. Yeah, I'm well, not one kidding. Of those weird straw spoon things. Yeah. That you oh get yeah. From the... uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid, one of my favorite things my parents got me a crazy straw. You remember those? Oh yeah, yeah. Where it goes around and around yeah. in a loop. Yeah, yeah. I loved that thing. Uh, probably would enjoy using it now if I still had it. This is. Uh... Yeah, it says barrel aged stout with vanilla and cocoa flavors. Um, well, I taste the vanilla get, and the cocoa. I get, yeah, definitely get those. There's a little coffee in the background. There's, um, uh, but there's that. <clears throat> they they really allude to the the um, Oreo cookie kind of thing on there. Even the well, O on Boulevard. Okay, so looks like an Oreo. So I don't know if I'd have gotten there without the suggestion of it. But I kind of know. I kind of know what they're saying. Yeah, there's that creamy, like, creamy, and then the gritty sort of. Dark I, was, I was about to say that kind of a grittiness to it. I really like it. It's delicious. But I almost get a little marshmallowy kind of thing in there too, like just a little bit of kind of a marshmallow. Well, you talk about power of suggestion. Now all I can taste is Oreo, double stuffed Oreo. It really does have. I think they kind of captured a little of that creamy, weird center of the Oreo. Um, and then that grittiness helps kind of give you that the 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 hard cookie around the Oreo. It's good. I like this. Uh, it's delicious. I like it too. It's it just, is also thirteen point three. Yeah, I had a feeling because Percent. of the viscosity. I mean, it's just it's just nice and. Thick. And look, look, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna pour this as hard as possible. Watch this. There yeah. is no. It's like zero carbonation. Carbonation of this at all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oops, I accidentally poured more into my cup. Now I have to drink it. Mm-hmm. But you dig no this, right? No beer left behind. You do dig this? I do dig that. This is a limited release from Boulevard. And you're right. Looking at this, they've even replaced the O in their name with an, with Oreo, an Oreo cookie. Yeah. Or an Oreo-looking cookie, I suppose. Barrel-aged stout with vanilla and cocoa flavors. And that's There's really not a lot of information on there. Yeah. yeah. Um, this was, uh, they say, please enjoy by September 2023. Okay, well, so we're we in the made, window. We made it. Um, 
It's, it's real good. It's uh, it, and it is viscous and thick. Like this is what when people are like, I don't like dark beer. It's too heavy. This is exactly what they're afraid. What of. they're talking about. Yeah, right. This, right. Is, this is this is the anti. Like if you're sketchy about dark beer, <laughs> yeah, do not try this because this is dark. And but ridiculous. it has such a wonderful chocolatiness to it, and usually the chocolatey. Uh, Flavors in a stout are more like chocolate and coffee. This is almost more like Oreo cookie chocolate. Or, or like it has a, uh, like the aftertaste is very like cocoa powder, kind of with a little gritty and a little uh, marshmallowiness to it. So there's a drop of this here on the side of my cup, and it just doesn't move <laughs> downward. Most of the time you have a drop of a beer on the side of your cup, it will either very quickly or at least with some regularity kind of slide back to if, where the mixture is. If you really want to know what the viscosity of this is, I'm just going to pour myself some more to remind myself. Okay. Uh, it's it's <laughs> slightly thinner than Elmer's glue. Uh, slightly. You ever, have you ever drank glue? No. How do you but know But I've that? poured glue before. Okay. All right. It's sticking to the cup like a thirty weight. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really. It actually discolors the cup when you mm -hmm. when you roll it around. It does, like that good of... spaghetti sauce does to your plastic. Yeah. So, like I said, if you're one of those people who's like, mm, I don't know, I don't like a big heavy beer. Do not. Don't try this one. Do yeah. not even go near this. And what did you say? Thirteen. Thirteen three. Holy cow! This was from 2021, so this was limited release from last year. I like this. Uh, I, I would, would say if you I can would find drink this, this floating down the river. It, yes, of course you would. Uh, if if you can find this, and I think you should still be able to, uh, I I recommend picking it up if you like you know this kind of thing because yes. it's good. If you like incredibly viscous, like if you let this sit out for a couple hours, it probably just turns into a spread. <laughs> I was just thinking about it on a slice of toast. That does sound pretty interesting. And it would be delicious. Yeah, I bet, it, I bet that it would. So, all right. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break and be back to uh, wrap things up. We have an exciting show to talk about for next week. And uh, it seemed like there were a couple things I'd forgotten to tell you about. So we'll do all of that in our final segment coming up. It is... Smoking and toasting. Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting. This is our 282nd show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and still, no one has stepped in to stop us. No it's amazing. It's amazing that it happens. We still keep um, talking about guys that no one cares about. That's right. And uh, I'm looking forward, by the way, to uh, to seeing one of those guys here uh, very soon. Oh, there's some left? Oh, yeah. I thought you had poured all the extra for yourself, sir. Tell me when. I appreciate it. Oh, when? That's good. Uh, I wanted you, to, wanted you to have a little bit more. I'll just take uh, so, the rest. All right, fair enough. Um, I I wanted to share with you um, that there's a great article, and I'm not going to read the article, but I want to share it with you so you can go and read it. Before you start On, that, can I just say like this? I said it, it, like slightly thin down glue. How about like warm bacon grease? Oh, has a little more. I know of that exactly. Viscosity. I know exactly what you're talking about. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Because we save our bacon grease at home oh, to uh, cook yeah. with, you know. So. Uh, yeah, so I hold on to that. But uh, um, no, um, I'm not going to read you this article, but you should go and read it. At pace.com, there is a recent article about the about Shiner Beer and the Spetzel Brewery, and it is 
awesome, and you really should go and read it. It'll give you uh, even more appreciation for one of the best craft beer companies in awesome. uh, in the U.S. And we're you know we're a little partial because we're Texas, but you can get Shiner everywhere. In the uh, US. Yeah, and yeah. I gotta tell you, like Shiner Bach gets looked at around here like it's a second-rate beer, and it is not. Shiner mm-hmm. Bach is mm-hmm. just fine, buddy. And they've got. You know they've made some other beers. They got their blonde, they got their light blonde. Their they strawberry got... blonde is good. Yeah, they got. I even like that ruby red grapefruit beer. They my do. sister loves that. She, that's like one of her absolute favorites. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even drink beer very much, but that's like one of her go tos. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that particular beer, but I will tell you. Uh, and there's there's a lot of beers that Shiner has made that I really enjoy, but my favorite Shiner beer is Bach. Mm-hmm. It is just. Great. And around here, you can get it on tap almost anywhere. Which is awesome, by the way. And it's even more better. So go to paste.com and read the article. You will enjoy paste.com. Yeah, paste. Paste. P A S T E. Paste.com. P A S T E. Um, Also, want to uh, mention to you guys that um, the Arturo Fuente uh, fields where they grow the wrapper leaf. For the Opus X cigar uh, uh, got hit by hail. So we don't know what this means. And it was very devastating. We don't know what it means for Opus X. They're already very expensive to begin with. And very this, limited. And very yeah. limited. So this could cause uh, them to have to go further in both of those things. But we will. Uh, I wonder if they're going. we're going to have a year without closer. the Opus X. You know, maybe that would be the way to handle it. Just skip a year. You know what I mean? That's a tough one though, because that's a seller for them, and, it, oh, really? and those yeah. cigars are expensive, but they are that good. Mm-hmm. They really like, are. One hundred percent, they're that good. They really are. Um, I'm going to save this brewery tap room bucket list story for uh, the show next week. Uh, good, because I'm going to think about tap rooms and okay, favorite yeah, tap yeah, rooms yeah, that tap I've rooms. been to, and we'll have the uh, St. Arnold executive chef on the show with us next week, which I'm also very excited about. We will be uh, welcoming on board uh, to Smoking and Toasting the one and only Ryan Savoy. Ryan is the executive chef for St. Arnold. And, you know, St. Arnold is, you know, they are one of my absolute favorite breweries, just just in the abstract, right? But when it comes to being proud to be from Houston... They're kind of the brewery whose flag I wave because it's like, look what these guys have done. You know what I mean? There's yeah. so many great breweries here. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sliding any of the others. But to me, St. Arnold are like the blueprint for so how to do Brock it. So Brock fought all of the battles yes. before anybody did. Before anybody did. And then, and then fought off the competitors, if you want to look at it that way. Let, let's, let, let's say it in this fashion. St. Arnold was able to continue... Their their growth and their success without any of the new breweries and there's like what sixty something of would, them in the Houston area. Would you say they were taking it away from them they were by craft, growing? They were craft brew before craft brew was even cool. I think so. And I think a song that, in that. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I do, do think you're right. <laughs> Is Barbara Mandrell still alive? Uh, I don't even know that. Uh, but no, they they kind of were. I mean, now it is, you know, yeah. such a such a, a, a cool thing to open up your own brewery, but they were doing it back when it was hard. It really was. I have I have a funny relationship with uh, St. Arnold beers, too, is their core line I like enough, but I almost never buy anything from their core line. See, I buy their core line all the time. So I buy every time a seasonal comes out. I love 
their seasonals. I love the spring buck. Let's start from spring, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's, I, I buy their spring buck, and then I love their summer pilsner. Summer pilsner. And is then great. I love an autumn. Uh, oh, their October October fest. Oh. Oh, and then when me? winter comes around, they have their winter stout. Yeah. Um, and they have uh, like so many good beers that I am always, I'm constantly buying. St. Arnold, but it's almost never their core line. I, I brought some of these in for show beers today. Mm-hmm. Um, this is called Harmony. It is a hazy pale ale. It's my favorite St. Arnold. It's right pretty now. good. I'm digging it. You like it even time. better than the Art Car? Uh, yes, I do. Wow, that's I do. big because you've I been do. touting uh, Art, Art Car Art for Car years is, now. Art Car is super successful and it's very good, but St. Arnold has two beers that I like better than, than the Art Car. This one. And their juicy IPA. Juicy IPA. I think that one is. I think that's a fantastically balanced, juicy. That uh, I mean, they just don't get enough credit for because St. Arnold is not one of those breweries that is like out in your face with something IPAs. incredibly bold I all think, the time. When I think juicy IPAs in particular mm-hmm. in Houston, I think Spindle Tap. Spindle Tap and Ingenious is where and, I get. And yeah. Ingenious, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Ingenious has the uh, what are they called? The uh, milkshake IPAs. Oh yeah, they really are big into <laughs> oh, that's those. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You can uh, uh, you can gain five pounds by just looking at one of those milkshake yes. IPAs. Uh, but but there's so much innovation, and, and so St. Arnold, I'm always proud to be represented as a city by St. Arnold because they're kind of like the they're kind of like the the head brewery, if you will, when it comes to craft in this yeah. area. And I think all the other breweries do look up to them, and and rightly so. So we're excited to have their executive chef on to do food and beer pairings next That's week. That's going to be amazing. Someone suggested to me that you and I should go and do, like, for companies and corporations, like for their boardroom or their, uh, their uh, you know, like, managers' retreats or whatever, that we should go and do craft beer spirit cigar and food pairing classes like like seminars with them. I'm in uh, yeah if anybody wants to hire us for that we'll do it real cheap <laughs> uh, but that'd be fun that'd be fun that would be a blast that yeah. would be a blast you know I, I'm always I'm constantly I'm always constantly constantly always I'm, I'm constantly amazed by how many people that I talk to that are so interested in the idea of how pairing uh, works whether it's whiskey and cigar, right. or whether it's uh, food and whiskey, or food and beer. Or I think beer it and... always starts trial and error. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I think as you learn some things that do work well together, you're able to think of other things that might work well together, and that's kind of how it grows from there. Well, yeah, and just the experience of okay, this has these kind of flavors, and it will pair with those. Mm-hmm. By the way, Bruce Stark uh, put on there. Uh, <laughs> Wiki brand, I'm keeping that a surprise. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> um, uh, Bruce Stark put on our Barber Mandrell alive and 73 years old, born Christmas Day, uh, 1948. Born Christmas Day, wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I think it always sucks to be born on Christmas because people want to buy you one gift. You know, you know uh, my my uh, older sister got into gardening. Her birthday is the nineteenth yeah. of December, right? And she got into gardening, and and I, every once in a while, I'll do something. I, I remember uh, on her birthday, I gave her a one gardening glove, and she was like, "Okay, thank you," and kind of looked at me all curious. And then, of course, for 
Christmas, Christmas she, she got the other, got the other See, one. See, that's what like, I'm talking about. Oh, uh, uh, people that have birthdays near oh, Christmas get ripped off. You that's know? funny. I'm just saying. that wasn't the only gift. Brianna, I gave her, who was on last week, her birthday is right by Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So we always go out of our way to make sure her birthday <laughs> is recognized in and of itself. Uh, I'm going to be out uh, tonight at. Um, uh, Manny El Cubano Lopez's oh. Steak and Bottle Share, uh, and so I I'll, wish I, I could to, go. I've got a gig to do. I promise to file a report from there. Uh, our good friend Alan Denny is uh, coming out and bringing me my box of the Oliva. I, uh, we're gonna see cigar, how. So. What, I don't know how late that's gonna go out there. We're gonna see. I've got a I'm running sound tonight at uh, Republic Boot Company. Mm-hmm. They're having an event at the uh, at the shop, and it's gonna be uh, a guy named Matt Harlan who's just a fantastic singer-songwriter, cool. absolutely ridiculous uh, personality, and uh, and a guy named uh, Verlin who used to play with Guy Clark. Since he's in town, they're doing yeah, a show yeah, at yeah. Uh, Republic. Blue. So I'm running sound for that tonight, uh, and I unfortunately already committed to it. So um, so I'm gonna do that. But if I can sneak out of there early, right, fair enough. Well, I'll do a report from there one way or the other because steak and bottle share night at uh, Manny's place with cigars. That's just going to be too good. Nice. Too good. So we'll have a, a segment from that, which we'll drop into the show uh, next week. Uh, join us for that program. It's going to be fantastic. Smoking and Toasting is posted on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Central Time. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being a part of show number 282. Uh, we'll be back with you next week. And until we uh, meet again, my friends, we say cheers, y'all. Cheers, y'all. You <laughs> we both didn't drank have much all of the, Well... With this, there's some still clinging to the bottom. You you have to hold it up for like 13 seconds to get it all to come in. (laughs) It's the opposite of a shot. I think I think he's on the fence about that one. That one is sticky and ridiculous, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, this is that's got you written all over it.